Listening Dog Media. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the Hot Mess Mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our Hot Mess Mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Cherie. Hello, it's the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast and this is part two of our chat with the amazing Maggie Oliver. The Hot Mess Mums with Kelly and Cherie. What's life like for you now? Busy. Yeah. yeah I mean, you're crazy. your grandmum. Yeah. Do you separate the two? So that is, because obviously it's so emotional. Like what Cherie said, you're a your grandma and you're a mum. So yeah. what's Maggie Oliver like away from? I like my friends and my kids are the centre of my life. I like to travel. Um... I, I, you know, the, the the God's honest truth is that there are nights now when I think, you know, I'm I'm a bit worn out with it all. I'm mm. honest because, but if I don't do it, who is going to? And I'm kind of hanging on there, hoping that, you know, the troops are going to rally and people are going to come and help with the Rochdale Centre, and that the pilot will become a success and will attract the right people and then I can take a little bit of a step back and do this kind of thing spread you know carry yeah, on doing what I'm doing the word a bit more and because I can't do both and one person couldn't do everything so it it but if I didn't do this who else is going to yeah you know people know what I've said what I've stood for there's a lot of goodwill out there wherever I go now people come up and I think because I'm known for talking about abuse and not judging people because that you shouldn't judge no you should never judge but never know anyone's a, story or no but the authorities judge yeah. they said these kids were making a lifestyle choice that yeah. they were prostitutes mm. they were kids being abused I mean on my website my own website www.maggieoliver.co.uk there's all sorts on there um, videos and links and yeah, there's bits articles you telling different parts yeah, of the story and then there's latest because was the, another story recently yeah. that came out about the, the scandal in Telford and, and yeah. that's on there as well yeah. um, it, it's really interesting it's, it's to, quite, I'm trying to make it a go-to place there's a, still a lot of work to do but even this morning actually I've seen an article where it's Hampshire police actually that they have been taken to court and it's the as far as I'm aware the first time that anybody has been prosecuted for um, turning a blind eye to grooming so that is, I hope, another big change, another yeah. big turning yeah. point, because that's what I've been calling out for, accountability. Mm. And this has gone through the courts. I'm working on a case, which I'm not quite at that point with yet, but it, it is draining. And, you know, I, what I was saying was when I did the first file on four, I just wanted something physical that my kids had when I die. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, when... I always believed it would come out, a bit like Hillsborough. Yeah. Yeah. I always believed it would come out, but I thought it probably would be in 30 years' time when, you know, when I'm pushing up daisies. <laughs> but I wanted them to have something to say, well, my mum tried, you know, but then the, the drama team, I knew them from another big job. I worked on the Gooch Gang, um, La Double Murder for two years, and they were going to make a drama out of that. So I knew the team behind Three Girls. And... Simon um, approached me and Sue and said, look, would you work with us? So, 
eventually um, I agreed to and I went out and brought everybody on board to cooperate with the drama. So ev- pretty much everybody, other than the CPS that's represented in the drama, started with a conversation with me. Would you come and tell your story? Da, 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 da. So, and I worked on that for four years. So I feel that the country kind of eradicated and the oh, drama absolutely. did a fabulous job of explaining what grooming is. Um, people empathised with the victims. I don't think it went far enough holding the police, social services and CPS to account, but it, everything's a compromise. It's told the story. It's, it's yeah. opened up the debate. Yeah. And the authorities can no longer turn a blind eye because everybody knows it's going on yeah. and that's where I feel I've had the most value. Absolutely. And the, the people in that as well were so passionate about doing it. Lisa Riley. Oh, fabulous. You know, I mean, she... Did, Lisa's amazing. Talks about it so much, didn't she, on telly and stuff. And, but you know, she was very brilliant proud to be part with, of it. with the actual girls because I would take... I took all the girls to actually see filming. You know, um, they'd never been on the train before and we stayed overnight. And they're things that they'll never forget for the rest of their lives. And... It's the little things that count. But Lisa was fantastic with the, you know, that she took them into the trailer and she we went for a drink at night and she keeps in touch with them. She is no, just... She's, she's another, a good you know, egg, Lisa. She is a, she's, she's, she, she'll be in the centre, you know. Yeah, no, <laughs> she I see would, that as yeah. part of the centre. You know, people who want to get involved, come and do a talk or, you know, like you could come yeah. and you're a mum and you could yeah. um, give them hope yeah. and give them a sense of belonging and... Um, a, a bit of fun in yeah. what is quite often a miserable no miserable is the wrong word but a lot of them are quite lonely and yeah. they're quite isolated and they feel they can't admit what's happened to them but it's a journey and the abuse is outside of the center in a way they don't have to talk about their abuse to come to the center no. but when they choose to there will be a path for them to tread yeah. where they can continue that journey. That's how I, I see suppose, it. I suppose, yeah, it's like building up trust with somebody, 100%. isn't it? And, and finding that, eventually, yeah. finding that voice to yeah. tell. Are you still in contact then with the girls? Oh, God, yeah. The, yeah. They're like, um, I always call them my extra kids. Oh. <laughs> and how But are my they? kids have met them. You know, my yeah. kids know yeah. them. And yeah. they're great. You know, I, I'm, I'm just very, very proud of them. You know, I think of Amber and Ruby, and they allowed the whole country to witness the the... The, 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 the lowest points in their lives, knowing that many people would judge them, knowing that many people would say, oh, they're rough and they're this and they're that. They did that not for any personal gain. They did that so it doesn't happen to other kids. Mm-hmm. And that is what, that is why I feel privileged. That's why I would never let them down. Because, but it doesn't, you know, I want the right people in the centres because there's lots of people like me. Mm-hmm. And they're the people that I want to attract. You don't need a degree and, you you know, you need to care. You need to be able to fight for them, actually. And you need to be consistent and reliable and not see it as a five-minute process. I mean, I'm seven years further on. I, you know, I go up to Rochdale all the time. I, you know, I don't get paid for petrol. I don't get paid, you know, I wish I was, I wish I was, I'd be a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the, the I get a lot of, reward from it I feel that I've done something something I do feel I've done something worthwhile with my life and you, you, you know there's no you can't put a price on that no. how did the launch go because I know you had the oh, launch it was you've amazing. got some amazing women that want to be involved we know uh, Leanne Brown yeah. Cherie's friends then we've Leanne's had her on the fabulous. podcast Lovely, isn't she? she obviously does yeah. a lot for her own well the um, FGM part yeah. you see um, we are talking of, of 
are collaborating because Leanne is trying to make a difference with with girls who have been subjected to FGM. Yeah. Now, I need to educate myself in relation to that. It, it's about education and yeah. actually learning about things gives you the tools to start to deal with it. So we, we have talked about trying to combine forces and her experts being linked into my centres. You know, I want it to be... I want it to change the world, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I do, you know, I've got this vision for it to be like a franchise in a way. But I have a, a problem with trust, I do. Yeah. And I have a problem with letting go, let control, because I know what I'm doing. I was going to say, because you know what sort of person you are. Yeah. You know you won't let anyone down. Yeah. But then if you bring other people into That's it... That's the scary and they bit. let these girls down... It would like you would take the responsibility for that, and you shouldn't really, because if someone's going to say they're going to do something, they should always stand by it. But people don't, do they? All the time, for no. whatever reason. I've got two amazing trustees, Diana Porter, who set up her own charity called Fresh Start New Beginnings, and I, out of the blue, they asked me to go and um, speak at their annual afternoon tea last year, and it was in Ipswich. And for some reason, I went. Um, and it was just so inspirational. Um, she, the whole team are, are amazing, and they're but they're helping children, you know, under under sixteens, under eighteens. And I met uh, another fabulous woman there, um, Becky, who is the other co-trustee, and she's kind of from a business background. Um, so that's the start of kind of letting go a little bit. But it's still, you know, I'm. I'm I get emails and Twitters and I'm not very good on it and I don't always go on it. I need, actually, if anybody's out there who wants to do you. my social media, we're not very clean, I know, useless. But you'll have to run it all past me. That's until yeah, I trust that's you. that's fine, yeah. But, you know, they're the things that take a lot of time and, yeah, I can put a picture on Instagram and, um, but I can't do the swipe up. Oh, well, I don't know how to do that. Oh, not not sure. I don't know how to do it. And Cherie's daughters, a teenage, they Always show Always asking her, oh, not so now, Mum. I'm like, oh, please, someone give me a lesson. Well, I, I, don't, think, yeah. I don't take it in, no, though, to no, be honest. I think it's I'm not time interested. It's consuming, though. It is. But it's really important. It so yeah. we need a, a, a fundraiser, somebody who knows how to apply for Because we've now got the charity number, which we've had about a month. So the Maggie Oliver Foundation is an incorporated foundation brilliant um and i wanted that before the launch and there's a, there was a big delay for charity numbers so we had to do it in two steps so it's it was incorporated and now we've got the charity number so now we can apparently apply for lottery funding and i believe that banks have money and or any corporation can donate to a charity rather than paying the tax man so why would you not yeah if you believe in yes what i'm trying to do it won't happen without money um, the 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 will is there and the desire and the need. Now it's the next stage to making it a reality. So I'm in talks with a couple of people for the actual physical pilot centre. And I see Rochdale, you know, I want people to start writing in and say, what do they want from a centre? Mm. Actually, I shouldn't have said that yet because I can't answer all your emails. <laughs> <laughs> but, you but know, eventually but, that's yeah, what you'd we're like. We're looking maybe yeah. February, March. I'd hope to have a, wow. a start wow. and people... 
um, you'll be on the list of coming. Oh, in. I'll be there. She'll be, be there. there. But it's people there. who have got the, you know, I want these kids to look for, I think it's going to be on a Monday, and I want them to look forward to a Monday, and I'm, I want to provide a lunch every week so they can come in with the kids, and yeah. the kids can go and have a plate, and we can have a, you know, a little natter, a, a natter, and a girls' them, session, yeah. or um, young men, if they wanted to come, you know, if you want makeup on or whatever. <laughs> So, you know, maybe a makeup session or a, a lifestyle coach or um, mindfulness or cookery. It's yeah. things they don't have access to yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah, like everyday a lot skills of as well. Do skills, have, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and open up. Um, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hopeful that we might be able to find a, a, a college or a place where there's lots of people coming in and out so they're not spotted as coming in that the venue is critical and the more all of this is out there the harder it will be for people to ignore 100%. and the harder it will be for these perpetrators to get away with it definitely and I think we have to keep our eye on that as well you know we want to make it a really yes. difficult job for them definitely to get away with what they're doing and and also the people in the police force that should be not turning a blind eye we want to make it tough for them too because we won't let them off the hook and and, you know I think if um, if we succeed in bringing accountability I would like a chief constable to know today that if they fail to act if they fail to do the duty that in 10 years time when they're home and dry that actually somebody can go and lift them and say you know what you did then you knew there's the documents that told you because I wrote to the chief constable told him and he wouldn't meet me and that was back in 2011 you know I want them to know that actually there is accountability do it now because we will get get you further down the road and until you have that change I don't think things will change um I, I mean, I could give you examples of stuff, you know, what's going on, but I kind of won't. There's, there's a lot in the book as, as well. There is a lot, a lot there. Because with the, obviously the TV programme, not everything could be in it. No. To the letter. Couldn't. And the book's far more detailed yeah. w- with different things as well. We could talk to you all day, Maggie. <laughs> I just wanted to ask really quickly, though, just quickly on a, light, a lighter note about Big Brother. <laughs> oh, Celebrity oh, Big Brother, because that's oh, a massive thing. I love Celebrity Big Brother. Uh, yeah. I mean, I used to like Big Brother back in the day, but the celebrity one is always my favourite and I just obviously you were in it was it Year of the Woman that yeah, you did yes was, yeah. um, so what made you do it just quickly sorry <laughs> you know, because uh, uh, cause I can't say no <laughs> no but I like a challenge yeah. and I feel like I'm doing now I feel if I'm not prepared to put my head above the parapet nobody's going to hear what I've got to say and I thought that um, they would show all that I said they didn't they couldn't get it through legals but I also I mean the, we've talked all about the police thing but you know I am an older woman and I, and I do want I want to um, encourage women of a certain age to you know my life fell apart and um, I actually went to Borneo and climbed Mount Kinabalu went wow. to raise money for beating bowel cancer and I'd never travelled on my own I'd never been to Asia um, and in the year after Norman died um, it, it, it got us through a really tough time fundraising but I wanted people to see a positive you, know, you can have a go uh, it's scary um, I'd never even met anybody who'd been Celebrity Big Brother I'd never met really many celebrities um, but I went in and I thought you know I didn't know most of them anyway <laughs> <laughs> of course I knew Anne Widdicombe uh, before <laughs> yeah. I went in because she'd done Strictly at that point yeah, yeah. Oh, well, but as a politician you know yeah. uh, she really stands for everything that I kind of don't yeah so um, that's probably why they wanted you both in there it's like a good mix isn't it yeah but they didn't show a lot of it anyway but uh, I had a fabulous time I made some really good no friends regrets. no regrets good. no then the, uh, 
the kids, I was, you know, my daughter said, no, mum. And, and then my eldest son, I thought he would hit the roof, but they just said, don't get drunk and don't <laughs> drunk in the hot tub. Don't jump in the hot tub, tub naked. And I didn't do either. So. Oh, oh, fantastic. <laughs> oh, Maggie. Well, uh, Maggie's book, Fighting for Justice, The Survivors, is out. Uh, you can follow Maggie on Instagram and Twitter yeah. as well. And good luck with the Maggie Oliver thank Foundation. Thank you so much for inviting me along. It's oh, been thank great. Thank you so much for coming and talking to us as well. You're, You're very an welcome. extremely inspirational lady. So keep going, Maggie. Thank you. I'll try. We're in your corner. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> the Hot Mess Mums with Kelly and Cherie. We've loved chatting to Maggie Oliver. Hopefully you've enjoyed it too. She's been such an inspirational guest. Next week, we're going to be chatting to Birdseye about their new campaign aimed at getting children everywhere to eat vegetables.